What's up, guys? Hey, what's Hi. up, everybody? And welcome to this week's edition of The Huddle. We come at you every Tuesday to discuss maintaining forward progress in your flooring career. I say it every week, pretty much any career or any business. I think most of what we talk about is applicable. Um, this week, we're starting a four-part series on relationships. Um, and today, we're going to start with building and maintaining relationships with your crews. Um, this is all party participant, right? So if you're an installer, uh, you know, throw up some chat or some questions in regards to uh, some good and uh, positive um, ways that maybe a shop you're working with or a builder you're working with um, has uh, really impressed you in that regard of building a relationship with you. And if you're a company, um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, if you find any value and you find a few nuggets, that's what we hope. So, gentlemen, this week, uh, I, let me let me add, as usual, I got the, the fantastic <laughs> gentleman from Michigan, Daniel and Jose. And uh, so how's it going, guys? Good. How's it going, man? All the All right. snow melted, so that's good. Well, I'm in Colorado Springs at the moment, and we just got about an inch of snow. It was 50 and sunny yesterday, and today got about an inch and 14 degrees. So, Lovely. Sounds nice, like home. Nice change. Um, so, yeah, this is a um, – this topic is one of those that I had to go back and kind of search in my – you know, through the 20-something years I've – I've been in the flooring industry and 20 plus years in business and realized that I was really terrible at a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Um, and I'm still not great. That's the truth. So uh, hopefully we get some, some uh, interaction. I can learn something from the preferred flooring folks and and hopefully I can learn something from some of our audience so I'm going to kick it off with Daniel what are when when we're talking about building starting building maintaining relationships with crews um, and this is whether they're employee or or subs but uh, I think subs are a little more difficult to do your employees get to go to you know Christmas parties and all that stuff and uh maybe you throw a, a subcontractor appreciation every now and again but you know your employees are more involved in the company generally speaking so that may be two different ways of dealing with it but what's your take on how have you guys been able to and what have you seen out there that's you know with other companies on building good solid relationships with their crews uh I think it just starts with that, you know, like getting to to know your your guys, rather than just thinking that they're there to to do what they got to do and then go home. Uh, there's you know quite a few times where just being in the office, the guys will come into the office and they'll stay here for you know half hour, forty five minutes, and just shoot the shit, just talk and see. Uh, see what's going on in each other's lives and ask questions that <laughs> that they really don't have anyone else to to ask and you know it, it's not always about work I think is what it boils down to right you have to get to know people on a more personal level rather than just always talking about work yeah <clears throat> I um yes. I I think that's probably where you know I was the weakest for uh, the first decade maybe of being in business where, you know, it's not that I didn't care. It's just I didn't put enough effort into getting to know them and knowing their life. And they got kids and they got a family and they got, you know, dreams and aspirations just like the rest of us, uh, just like everybody does. And uh, realizing that at, at some point I started to realize that the way I was treated as an employee, I took a lot of solace in that I was much better than the company I worked for, but I still wasn't very good at this. I wasn't very good at showing people I cared. 
about them. Uh, specifically, our our subcontract installers. Um, hourlies I did a little bit better with. They're there a little bit more. You have a little more interaction with them because, uh, you know, unfortunately for an hourly, hourly crew, sometimes we bounce them around from job to job. Right. Uh, but yeah, I was I was poor at that part, dude. And um, I feel like I've gotten better, but I got I got a long ways to go. How about yeah. you, Jose? So it's it's it's, it's a little weird. Like everybody's dynamic is a little different, right? Like so, a, a lot of the guys, uh, the majority of the guys that have run through uh, preferred or been with us for a while or will be with us in the future. A lot of them are referrals through close friends or family, and it does give us a little bit of a, uh, an advantage on knowing the personal um, them personally. Um, like everybody I've known, like one of the guys, one of our gentlemen, Bobby, I, I've known him since before. That dude used to walk around the softball field with boogers hanging out. You know <laughs> what I mean? I've known him since he was in elementary school, and, and even like Jeremy that that worked for us. So it makes it easier to to connect on a personal level, and, and you know that you know their life, right? You know more than the standard or typical, uh, let's say, boss or business owner. Um, so that that's little gives us a little bit of an advantage, or I feel it's an advantage for for us. But making sure that you're able to keep that connection is it does prove to be difficult sometimes, right? Like you well, get you I get busy. To... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. I mean, you, you get busy and you just you you know that you you connect with them on a personal level, but at the same time, it's you're still trying to make sure that you can keep that revolving door of work open for them, so that way they have something solid to base their finances off. And with that with that happening, you do lose track of the intimate portion of any relationship. Uh, that is at work. Yeah, I wanted to bring up that when I first started it, I felt really when I kind of recognized and um, some of the guys I knew from the other company that we worked at and that some it was more natural because I already knew them. <clears throat> but bringing in new crews, I didn't want to be unauthentic about yeah. showing interest in them, like just so that they wanted to do something for me or for the benefit of my company or the benefit of the company in general. Uh, it really, I mean, it's, it's a personal journey for me anyway, that you actually have to care. You actually have to care without the strings attached of, of how, what it does for your business. Uh, not to, not trying to call you out on it. It just, you brought up something that triggered how I was. And so I wanted to, Right. You know, point that out from a from a work standpoint, I feel like what really um, which is the part I probably did better and I'm still not great at, but I'm working on it is good, solid communication and having the jobs, you know, ready for them, you know, like making sure that they're profitable, caring about their money. Not just my yeah. money or the company's money, but caring about their money by setting the jobs up correctly, training our project managers and our project executives and our admin staff to realize that, you know, get having an efficient job site for a crew benefits that crew. And if we can do that, then they're going to make uh, a better living and less downtime and those, you know, less jobs getting pushed. Um, some of that's going to happen out completely outside of our, like we can't control it. I mean, you guys know you show, you get pictures from a job site that say it's ready and you get there and all of a sudden it looks like Sanford and Sons moved into the room you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> so some of it we cannot control completely. Uh, but that's that's from the business aspect. And then you know, a lot of the subs are my friends. Uh, I have a few that are, um, that I, I mentor on some, some level of consistent basis. 
uh, come into my office. I talk to them, uh, discuss a lot of the stuff I went through as a sub, uh, even my employee installers, just stuff I went through as an employee installer and, and how we can do better. And one other thing I would say is asking them what you can do better. I know that, that, that door has got to swing both ways in order to become more efficient on both sides. You, you got to be willing to take criticism, whether it's positive or negative on both ends, right? I know that there's got to be balance, but, um, and, and to add to the conversation a little bit, because I, I don't want anybody to think like, I don't talk to anybody at work because I do talk to, I do talk to everybody outside of work as well. It's just like, um, like Daniel said, sometimes when they do have a little bit extra time and they have something going on in the evening and we're working a little bit later in the office, they come in and hang out. And I absolutely love that, right? Like we'll catch up on life in general. And I, I love that aspect, but I do take the time to shoot text messages or phone calls outside of work hours um, to the guys because I get reminded of them through little things that go on day to day. And I want them to, I want them to understand that I think about them at work. I have to think about them, but at home, I don't have to, but I still do because that's what you create as a family atmosphere. Yeah. That's one of the things that um, I think is the biggest compliment we can receive as a company is when one of our installers or whether they're subs or employees say that it's like a big family, you know, um, that that's pretty that's a good just a good feeling you know they know you care at that point because you can you know you can uh it's different with family right because you can have an argument one minute and then 15 minutes later you're all right and you kind of have to bring that that atmosphere here too right where it's like all right we can disagree right now but just take a quick 10 minute breather and then we have to get back to it like it's there's no reason to hold a grudge yeah yeah that's a good point uh, how family deals with, you know, uh, disputes and then, but at the end of the day, you're still family. It's, it's pretty similar. It, it is. And that's, I think that's human nature. Yeah. It's just, it's easier to stay upset and disagree when, when the relationship is, is long distance. Right. Mm. But when you know, you got to see somebody every day, you got to bump into them every day. There, there is no reason to hold on to that animosity, to hold on to just agree to disagree and move on. Yeah. And so, so, you know, great concepts. How do we, what are specific things that you guys do uh, that, that accomplish that? So, um, you know, I'll give you an example. I make 100% sure anytime and then installers in our office, I go up and talk to them. I go up and say, hi, how's it going? What are you up to? How's the wife or daughter or kids or whatever? Uh, and we actually have a conversation and I shake their hand. Some Sometimes we hug. I mean, um, you know, those are, those are real life relationship building things. And I'm not doing it. I, I hope I'm being clear here. I'm not saying go out and do these things unauthentically. Like you got to find it in yourself to actually want that, you know, but that's been a real, um, you know, relationship builder, I guess, uh, almost um, organically with, with the crews is, man, when I see those guys, you know, I know what they go through. You guys know what they go through. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of people that, that are, you know, a lot of companies have people in the office that simply and and frankly, those are the people that could learn the most off of this conversation because all three of us are old installers and you know what it's like to be out on a job site and not have the materials or feel like you're just a tool in that company's toolbox. And if we want to be installation community, we have to be better, too. So. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like you said, it can't feel like it's forced, right? But at the same time, when you're trying something new, you kind of got to force yourself to do it and then become comfortable with it. So um, a lot of what we have done, especially like lately, Crystal is actually, and I think we've talked about it before, she had the guys do a, a vision board to kind of see 
where they're at and where they want to go. And we talked about that a few weeks ago and just building on that and how what what they have going on fits into what we have going on. Like we're, we're all striving for the same thing, whether it's, you know, in business or personally, you want to better yourself. And that's where, where we're at. And we, we asked them, you know, how can we help you guys get to where you need to go as well, right? We're trying to give them those tools. And it's one of those things where we never really realized how big of an impact you can have on someone as far as like being a mentor and stuff without even realizing you're being a mentor, just giving them the advice and, and stuff like that when you're with them all the time. You know, we, we were in the field for years with guys and I didn't realize it until it was really the last surfaces where, you know, Crystal actually got a mentor and told me, she was like, she didn't even realize that I was mentoring her until that time. And it's like, you kind of need that, especially, you know, through, throughout the day, because there's so many questions that people have. And it's like, just talk to me. Let me know what's on your mind. It's, it's a free therapy session, right? Yeah. A lot of the stuff that, a lot of the stuff that we, we come back with, you know, they don't necessarily want to hear, but it's the, the things that they need to hear. Yeah. And that, that changes sometimes. Well, and it takes a good dynamic for that to, to, to work. Um, you know, <clears throat> I certainly have the adverse side or the other side of that where I've mentored with guys, um, I got one guy in my head right now, obviously I won't name it, but I'm entered with him for, I don't know, a month or two. He didn't work for us for very long and nothing stopped. Nothing. Um, come to find out it was somewhat like a, a joke to him. And that does not deter me. Uh, that no, is one individual man. that decided that it wasn't, for him and i get that uh not everybody you know jives perfectly with in with someone else but at the end of the day it does not deter me i still feel like um i poured into him and that's my job not how he deals with it or not how the person deals with it it's did i pour into them my knowledge and my experience and my time and my 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 care um you just can't get hung up on whether it works every time is the point. Right. And that's the thing that, that you realize too, right? Is, is as long as you know, you're doing your best, not everyone wants to be helped. Right. So yeah, that's, that, that's, that's what I was going to add to is just not everyone wants to be helped. And you know, if, if I told you that I took all the advice that I was given uh, through what, people or individuals that would be labeled as my mentor, I'd, I'd 100% be lying to you. Um, I still had to find out the hard way myself because I want to feel it, smell it, touch it. And it doesn't matter what anybody says to you. If it's, if it's not, sometimes if it's not your idea, then your brain rejects it. Right. And, and then just, you, can, yeah, you can kind of relate it to kids, right? Because you look at your kids and you can tell them, don't do that. Don't do that. And then finally, it's like, not listening. Go ahead, do it. Now you're crying. So <laughs> what, what did we learn? Oh, yeah. Told you. <laughs> um, you know, another way too, like, like I, I'm going to go back to the original question that you asked, uh, Daniel. And some of the ways that I relate to people are a little, I want to say unorthodox, right? Only because that's just our, my, our family dynamic. Like we'll go to, I'll just use Thanksgiving. We'll go to Thanksgiving, and our Thanksgiving consists of us having dinner, watching the kids trip and fight, and and do kid things. And as they run in front of in front of us while we're sitting on the couch, we try to trip them and then laugh when they fall. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's uh, that's just kind of how how we grew up. So it's normal. So the, the adults will sit there, we'll make fun of each other, we'll just we'll just rip on each other, right? But that's our family dynamic. Um, we like to make fun of each other. We like to laugh, even if it's at our expense or someone else's. And a, a lot of my relationships with uh, with the guys that have worked with us that work, currently work for us, 
we do that. We have that banter back and forth and it keeps us fresh. It keeps us on our toes. It keeps the wits alive, but um, that's just a, a, a way that I personally make connections with people is I like, I, I like to have banter like that back and forth. Um, but when enough is enough, we have to know that. And um, life has got to be serious at some moments and life can, can be fun. And just having that type of connection with somebody and being able to play around like that um, really helps build a stronger foundation in our relationship outside of just the work relationship. Um, well, and it gives you a chance to gives you a chance to kind of, you know, we all know the construction industry is tough, tough business. Oh, yeah. is tough business. You know, when you have a bad day, if you got a boss that you can go uh, let loose with a little bit, uh, maybe uh, toss some, uh, you know, I hate to play some cornhole. Yeah, I mean it can it can get um, pretty racy sometimes uh, with some of our guys. You know, they uh, from the aspect of you know talking talking shit with each other. Um, yeah. But you know, it gives them a chance to just kind of forget about the day and and uh, you know some we all have our tough days. So you know that's again it kind of goes back to treat them like family. I've, I've been yeah. to a lot of, I, we've all been to a ton of, uh, conferences and obviously, uh, we, we support that. If you're in the flooring industry as an installer, you ought to get to some of these things, but at the conferences, you know, um, they talk about building relationships a lot they, and they talk about, I remember, I think it was at a fuse conference actually. But one of the speakers, their their biggest thing was these these people are with you with in the same time frame that you're probably with your family, so you should treat them as such. And it was all about treating your employees like family. And I that that can be real cliche, but if you exercise it and you do it and you actually treat them like that, then um, you know most of your guys are going to stick around. Um, and you're going to have a better time together at work. Right. You, like, like you said earlier, you know, you can't treat them like a tool. You got to, and the, the whole family dynamic comes in because you have to realize that these guys are, and we can kind of get into the whole generational thing where the younger people are coming in, right? Because we have some younger guys working with us and it's like, they're, they want to come in and work, but they also have a life outside of work that they want to get to enjoy. So what can you do in order to kind of help them out with that? And for, you know, the past, whew, it's been a long time. We, we, we stopped working weekends. You know, we tell everyone you want us to work a weekend. Definitely going to have to make it worth it because we also have to make it worth it because that's cutting in on family time. Yeah. And then, you know, even yeah. if, if some of the, some of these guys that work with us, you know, that, they don't have kids or anything, but still they, they have things planned on the weekends. And it's like, sorry, man, like in order to break these plans, like your job isn't worth me putting my, my guys in a position to where they're going to be angry and then not produce that following week. I'd rather give them the days off that they already had planned to do something. And then we'll start off fresh next week. And that's it's always a hard thing too. It's like, it took so long for for me to comfortably get that message across to a lot of the companies that, that we were established with and doing work for. And I know not everybody goes for it. Not everybody does it. There's a lot of guys that would rather work on a weekend uh, than, you know, than a Thursday or Friday. And I, I get that. I understand it. Um, and, and everybody do what, what they what they wish for their work schedule. It just for us and what we were doing and the dynamics that we had going on, it, it just seemed to fit better for us to avoid working uh, weekends. The, the team morale was better on Monday. There was, there was more benefits than negatives and the, the benefits were, were more internal, obviously, right? I wasn't keeping everybody happy when I made, or when we made those decisions, we weren't keeping everybody happy as far as the wow. companies we worked for, but, it, you so, you glitched sorry. first. You paused and then went real fast. It's gonna make it's gonna sound <laughs> real good on the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, so it, that was crazy. But, sorry. 
but it, it did it did help. Uh, I thought I said something wrong for a second. I said, but it but it did it did help. Uh, it did help our chemistry as a company, and production did get better. It it, it did, and guys were were. Guys love the fact that I did my best to avoid nights or weekends. Can I 100% avoid it? No. No, but, but it's got to be necessary. So yeah, you got to push yeah, back it, on your client to make sure is it necessary or just something that they're wanting. Um, correct. We get a lot of, you know, well, can you guys work Saturday and Sunday? And uh, my question is always, is that part of our duration? And then if it, if it's, if it's not, is this, is this really necessary? Like what, whether, don't just say, yes, I, I, I want to drill down and find out why do they, why do they think they need us to work this weekend? And, um, you know, over the summer this year, we, our guys were ran pretty hard. Um, we did work quite a few weekends, but I'll tell you, we recognized that with the guys. We, we told them each each one of them look we know we're driving hard here and we know it's getting crazy but uh hang in with us you know obviously it's going to slow down a little bit and we'll we'll um we'll uh, get back to some normal work hours at least we acknowledge it i think is where we were at we're not as far along as you guys in that respect as far as like trying almost setting the rule that you don't have that you don't work weekends and then someone's really gotta come at you with a real good reason why um we just try to make sure that it's actually necessary not just a request or a want or a, you know a, 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 a nice to have right and then we're getting comments uh from linkedin like weekends inflate the price and it costs more installing weekends and nights and you can look at it like that right but at the same time you have to look at it from from a different perspective as well like yeah you could get paid more but i'll, I'll always go back to um we had a, a meeting over here at welsh tile with dan welsh and he put it you know he he laid it out he said you, you got to start thinking about it as you only have so many miles on your knees. Yes. So when, when you're already working 40 plus hours between Monday and Friday, and then you get weekends in the mix, you don't give your body that time that it needs to rest. Right. And especially yeah. lately, like when, when I go in the field, all it takes is one, one day and I feel broken. <laughs> and, and it, you know when, once you start getting into that rhythm again right it's it's a little bit easier because you you think things in motion want to stay in motion right it's it's a fact so the yeah. more you do it the easier it gets but just just me being out in the field for three days puts me in knee braces for two weeks um i went in the field uh i mean this was probably a good couple months ago now to where, you know, I worked a few days and I felt fine. And then on a weekend, I'm just standing there and, you know, we're at a, a, a meeting. I'm just meeting all these parents for my niece's new softball team. And I'm standing there talking to one of the coaches and I'm, my body just goes like this and I, I have to catch myself. And they're like, you all right. I'm like, <laughs> my hip just went out. Like I have to limp back to my truck now. Yeah. Well, that's a, just, you know, we, we had, a, we touched on this on a previous podcast when, or during the safety stuff or taking care of your body, the longevity, your body. right. And, and if you look at it, like you're like, uh, Dan Welch said is you only have so many up and downs, right. You only have so many miles on your knees. Are you wasting them on weekend work? That's not necessary. I mean, look, if it has to happen, I'm just the type that I, I, I believe we should try our best to make it happen. Yes. That can also be done creatively by keeping track of who worked previous weekends and maybe working someone who hasn't worked a week, worked a weekend in the last month or so. And, you know, so 
there, you know, you can get a little bit more creative. We've, we've actually had our leads go in behind a sub, uh, cause the sub had worked, you know, a month, you know, straight through weekends. And then we'd just have our hourlies, uh, if, if they, if they didn't have all their hours or something, uh, they were asking for hours, we can give them those hours and follow behind that sub and help that sub out. And, right. you know, so you, there, you gotta be a little a, creative sometimes, but there was a point too, where, um, we were, this was a few months ago, we were doing a hospital project and it needed, <clears throat> uh, moisture mitigation. And then we had to self level on top of that. And in order to keep on schedule, I mean, the guys were already working. I want, I want to say they were working 50 plus hours a week at this point, you know, you know, Monday through Friday at that point, it's, it's hard for me to say, Hey, you guys got to work Saturday too. And me, Jose and Crystal went in on Saturday and self-leveled everything. So that way it was ready for the guys on Monday. There you go. Yeah, it was, and you know what? I love working with my brother and my sister. It's, it's like that well-oiled machine. You don't have to say, Hey, you need to do this. And you need to do that. It's just like, if we walk in, this is what's got to be done. All right. Boom. Divide, conquer, meet in the yeah. middle, slap hands and go home. And and that, that also, you know, goes to, to the culture and showing your team that, you know, even though I'm not in the field every day, I'm still thinking about you guys and I'm still worried about you getting the rest that you need. So I'm going to take some of my time and go do this. And yeah. you know, that, it's, it, it won't happen every, every time. Right. Because there's <laughs> our kids are busy. So it's oh, to have a free weekend, especially like during the summer is, is really rare. Yeah. So, and, and I, I don't feel, I don't feel right if I go to the guys and like, Hey, you guys got to work every Saturday for the next three weeks. Oh, well, what are you going to be doing? Oh, I'm going to be at this ball game and then I'll be at this ball game. It's like, I have stuff to do, but I know that especially during the summers when like Michigan winters are horrible and there's nothing to do over here in the wintertime other than, I don't know, go bowling. Sledding. <laughs> go sledding. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's like, don't nobody like to do that. Though. Of the weather. And when you're working 50, 60 hours from Monday through Friday, you want to take that time to even if you don't want to go to the beach, at least you got the time to do it. Yeah. Go do well. Something. And you know, you bring up the, um, a point that I wanted to drill down on a little bit more, which is one thing my guys know, like everybody that works for me knows I'll do what I'm asking you to do. Yes. I, I'll do it. I have done it. Um, I'm sitting in a hotel in Colorado Springs that we finished uh, a few months ago, uh, walking a final walkthrough with the owner. And uh, I remember uh, a few months back, my poor knees guys was terrible, but I laid, uh, uh, it's probably, it's been several months now, but I, I laid some, you know, fitness room, bolon, cheat vinyl, uh, double set with a, a, a comfort pad underneath it. Uh, I did that because it, I had to get it done over the weekend and our crews have worked their tails off on this job and they needed a weekend off. And me and Sean, which is one of our superintendents came out, knocked it out over a couple of days. And um, so, well, I'll do what I ask you to do. And I have, and I think that goes a long way with people as well. Right. I mean, just uh, one of our guys, Zach has been helping his brother, refinish his hardwood floors and he's like i forgot how much work this was i don't, don't want to do this anymore and then he came i was uh in here on a saturday and he came in to, to grab some stuff and he was like you working on a saturday i said i don't think you realize how much we actually work I, we're uh, pretty much if, if i have if i don't have anything going on with the kids i'm working like it you can get that far behind just on the office aspect of things and are you, know, you really that, ever ahead though <laughs> that's, right yeah. and, and there's that's, always a job to bid or a job to get yeah. something field, right and then for him to come in here and see me in here you know going over a print i got you know 
bids do and and stuff like that and just trying to trying to catch up when it's the end of the year so there's plenty to do and for for them to come in here and and see okay like these guys really really do work as much as we do and yeah it, i I don't know how to, uh, even as an installer, there's this, um, there's this thought like field versus office. When I was installing, it was really prevalent. Like we were almost unionized, not really, but like we always got together and just hated on the office. I just got in the industry. That <laughs> was the, that was the atmosphere suits. that I, I came into. Uh, but it was, it was for good reason. I mean, back then, our our the company I worked for, all the office, you know, had health benefits and vacation and holiday pay and all this. Us installers had none of that. Not not one of those benefits. Um, you know, I think a way to I bring this up because if someone out there in the audience um, has that, one thing that will help you close that gap is our br a brand new helper has the same health insurance as I do and it's paid for and it's it's the same stuff they have so, the same holidays off they have the same vacation accrual everything that the office has so I think that that can help with closing that up um, I talked to our insurance lady does. today actually and she said um that she's seeing a lot of the bigger companies like really, really ramp up their healthcare for retainage because the same things that we've been talking about is the people that are coming into the workforce right now want to see those benefits packages. And if the big companies are working this hard to, to get something going, you know, I told her straight up, I said, you know, ours aren't that great. And she knows that because she handles them, right? They're they're not the greatest, but they're definitely not the worst, right? You could you go from no coverage to the middle of the ground where we're at. It's still it still saves you quite a bit of money. Still a significant, it, right? Still a significant so, say uh, uh, benefit though. And, and she said that that's what she's seeing is all the bigger companies. Um, my wife works for a, a big bank, and just from Lat this year to next year, the the benefits package has gotten tremendously better. Like last year, I was like, ours is better. Like there's no point in going with yours. And now this year, it's making me stop and look. Like, <laughs> and they get they they're really really ramping it up. So if you're in a position right now to where you're, well, it's kind of late because you have to have all your paperwork in by December first in order to get get it effective on January 1st, but if you're on the fence of getting something started for your guys, now is the time because all the big companies are doing it. So you're only going to fall further behind if you don't. Yep. Yeah. And I, you know, that brings up something that has been on my mind for a long time is how can we uh, help the subs? Because they, they chose to be subs. But that doesn't mean that they don't need help. How, how can we as an industry, I know there's some programs out there. I, I need to do some more research, but how can how can the industry help to make sure subs have access to health care? And uh, I know Federated teamed up is teamed up, you know, and has been for years with the FCICA. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if uh, a sub company that's not a FCICA member could, uh, you know, and that's liability and. Uh, GL, but I, I think maybe it's the MTCA that has a health insurance coverage program, like a the group FCICA does as well. It's just not through like real health insurance. It's a it's a group program to where you know you still pull your money together and stuff. So it's comparable to healthcare, but it's not that you can't necessarily call it health insurance. I don't think. And um, when we talk to did we talk to the FCICA about it? I don't remember, but it's, you know, it has to do with something about the actual healthcare coverage and you can't get certain coverages somewhere. So it's hard to, to blanket that yeah. under something that's national. Gotcha. I'm surprised that there isn't like, um, there isn't like a universal 
healthcare program for people to get into besides uh, individualized uh, programs, right? Like, uh, well, I know there's programs out there for uh, for small business owners and such, but I'm talking like if look, I'm still considered a small business. <laughs> you know what I mean? From a the government's eyes and health insurance wise, we're considered a small company or a small business. Our subs are micro-sized if from their perspective. So I was just curious if you guys, you know, because that's another thing. And, like, and I was also thinking too, because um, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about back in the day when labor ready was, you know, all the rage. And it's like, in order to labor ready, holy smokes, in order to put something together like that right now and just focus on the flooring industry so that way people have the coverage, what would something like that take? Because you'd have to set up, you know, pretty much an office in every state or have someone running every state because of how different things are state to state. And then, I mean, if you look over here, just uh, wheels are spinning, you go, you go half the state. And this half the state is covered by this health care coverage and this half the state is covered by this health care coverage. So in order to, to put something together that that could, one, you know, unify the industry and have us become stronger that way. But you're also classifying people as employees, getting the coverage that they need and paying them on a W-2 rather than a 1099. You know, it's. It'd be great to have something like that, but how would something like that? Well, if you if you have W two employees, you ought to be able to put them underneath your company's health insurance. You know, right. it's the it's the subs that are kind of left out to dry on from a health insurance perspective. And yes, they can go to healthcare.gov and get individualized. Yeah. But it made me start thinking about the HSAs, uh, health. I, I, I see those wheels turning. And maybe I wonder if that's not a good mechanism. We got off a little bit of the topic here, but it all builds back to we to actually care about the ding installers. The team. Yeah, that's your family. Yeah, it's your family, right? You you want to make sure that you're you're thinking of every aspect you can to take care of them. That is well, really what it is. I'm going to look into that a little bit deeper. Stuff, like you know, you got so many miles on your knees and. All these guys are like working weekends. If you ain't working weekends, are you really even a flooring installer? But it's like, <laughs> look at it in terms of our machine. If our machine gets broken, we got to take some time off of that machine. You know, like if that battery starts dying, let me go plug it in. Your it requires maintenance. Plugging in. That's a hell of a good thought, especially like the big, the right on. It works for eight hours, and then you got it's it's done. You got to plug it in, and that's funny. We we expect uh, a lot of times, and I'm guilty as this as anybody for this, but uh, you expect your uh, your human um, machine to be more 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 of a machine than an actual machine in a lot of ways. You know, your 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 human, um, you know, the installers. I don't know how to say it, but you're. Your twin said that's why you get propane, but apparently he's never worked in a hospital, so we'll let. <laughs> yeah, let him slide on that. <laughs> <laughs> or a school, a hospital, or a school, or a food service area, a retirement home, or most of the places that we work. Yeah, or an occupied building. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> no, propane has its place, bud. You uh, but yeah, I just think that uh, I wonder if that oh. that. I'm going to look into that. I'll report. Our guys are the... just getting in right now. We got Zach coming in. We're talking about the team right now. So it's the only exactly. right that we talk to a team member. Awesome. We're... Welcome. Sit down so I can see your face. <laughs> <laughs> this is Zach. He's the one that was doing his brother's house, refinishing the wood and seeing me working on a Saturday. What's up, Zach? Not much. How you doing? Good. Welcome to the huddle, man. So, uh, I'm going to put the guys on the spot here a little bit. We're talking about building relationships with crews. Um, I own a commercial flooring company in, in Kansas. And so we were just throwing back and forth some best practices from your perspective. Um, what did these guys do really well from the relationship building with the crews uh, perspective? Um, 
Yeah, I don't really do well when I'm put on the spot, man, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, you did. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Um, it's just like talking the way you just did right then, which is real authentic and 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 real. Is it um is it uh let, let me get see if I can lead along. Ha, do you feel like they care about you? Yeah, for sure. And uh what what do they do that give me an example of something that they've done or do that makes you feel like they actually do give a crap uh they took us out go-kart racing once i got to <laughs> smoke those guys and go-karts <laughs> there you uh, go doing he, team building stuff like that sometimes like, sometimes you gotta let people win to build their confidence really <laughs> to. I, mean, I think he came in last on the first lap and then end up winning the next two yeah <laughs> hey my twin knows something about some go-karts too oh, oh yeah propane yeah. propane go-karts do you guys remember that on CFI when he got like T-boned on those fast go-karts, like broke some ribs and stuff? Danny, tell us we the story. We weren't there for that one. Yeah, we were at a CFI uh, and went out, uh, team building thing, went racing those uh, go-karts, <laughs> the fast ones. Danny got, I think he broke some ribs. Jeez. Anyway, yeah. He so, says, thanks, so, Ruben. So, so, hey, <laughs> let, me, let me add something. Let me add something here. So everybody, that's Zach, uh, also known as Zachy Glass, or the uh, goat. In his free time, Chris, Chris or the goat. A couple that, goat. <laughs> yeah, or the goat. The goat. He coined himself the goat for everything. Even when he messes up, he's the goat. But um, uh, in, in his free time, the dude likes to blow glass, and his his artistic uh, views uh, uh, on his pieces that he makes. That stuff amazes me. Like. I've, I've I've purchased some of his stuff too, and I've shared his stuff. I even tried to sell his stuff in a store um, at the mall because I know that he's passionate about it outside of work. How'd, um, how'd you get but, involved with that, Zach? How'd you get How'd you get started blowing glass? You're in it now, bro. You're you're in it. You might as well sit. Yeah, down. I uh, I just uh, I saw somebody do soft glass when I was a kid. My dad always did stained glass, you're, so you're in it now. So, um, but yeah, I uh, <laughs> it's a funny story. I actually uh. Just did a Google search one day and I found some guy's phone number on yellowpages.com and I just called him up one day and was like, hey man, want to learn how to make pipes? Did you and... even know what the yellow pages were before? Oh yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> not that young. <laughs> yeah. But how old are you, Zach? I'm about to be 30 in a couple of weeks. All right. You're still a youngster in my book, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. That's a that's, this is one of his pieces that he made me. <laughs> This is um <laughs> mini butt plug. <laughs> and that, and hey, we have fun. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you got got into uh, blowing glass. Jose and Daniel does this. Uh, does his artistic abilities come through in his uh, flooring install? I think. I think his his patience to be able to do something really comes yes. through because blowing glass, it's not just like, I'm going to get this done real quick. He's told me how much, you know, work goes into this. And it's like that patience factor really helps him out. I think because he's one of the guys that you can send them to, to do something. And you know that he's going to go over there. It might take him a little bit of time, but I'm not going to have to worry about that spot It'll at all good. anymore. It'll be goaded. And, 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 and we don't know if it's really patience or like all the chemicals that he breathes in because he doesn't wear a mask or anything. So, <laughs> And we, we kind of talked earlier, too, about um, trying to try not to work weekends and stuff because we know you guys have hobbies. And for you to, to spend your weekends blowing glass is a lot better for your recharge cycle than it is to if we were to be like, well, guys, you got to work saturday and sunday this week you know you, you kind of got to make time for the things that you like to do rather than the things that you need to do yeah it shows you care <clears throat> not just you but like they care you know if i'm guilty of uh not having a heck of a lot of hobbies because i work so much and i wouldn't wish that on people so uh having having um some time off man i can't i can't 
have a better example than our our ride on machine. I'm sorry, I'm stuck on that. Like that is like that eight, is a great analogy comparison. Yeah, I, I love eight it. hours of work and you're you're done, and you got to plug that thing in and recharge it. And so humans, we need that too. So, all right, guys. Hey, we are nearing the end of the huddle. I say this every week, but an hour goes by really fast. Zach. Dude, Crystal said that go. she made her a butt plug too, but hers is bigger, so she can use it. <laughs> Slightly bigger. It's called, it's called shrapnel. Okay. All right. We got off course. Crapnel. My apologies, guys. Zach, you're obviously a talented uh, glass blower and uh, flooring installer. Thanks for joining us today and stepping yeah, you in. You can and... find him on Instagram. He, he does a lot of his work on Instagram, right? Yeah. Instagram slash uh, Instagram.com slash Zachy Glass. Z A C H Y. Zachy Glass. Zachy Glass. All right. Well, give Zach a follow and check out some of his work. Guys, thanks again. I do want to bring up the the um, Ford Progress Scholarship again. Um, you got there's there's still some time left to apply for that scholarship. Uh, that Go Career has put on with uh, in in um, unison with the FCICA. So if you're an installer and you want to learn. Uh, a little bit more of the management side of the business and it will help your installation career. I promise you that uh, get on and apply. Uh, it's on all of our socials. I'm pretty sure. I know it's on. Yeah, I'll probably I've do seen another it. round of sharing that again too, to, to get more people signed up. I go yeah. for you too, Zachy. Fill it out. Fill it out, brother. Yeah. Get, get on there. It, it's a great program, man. It's, it's uh, I think it's valued at like 12 or $1,300. And it's it's an awesome program. And uh, so that being said, guys, I'm going to sign us out. Uh, I appreciate everybody's uh, input. This was a great, great podcast. I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, I learned some stuff and and uh, we'll go back and apply some of it. So thanks again, Zach. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. All, All right. right. Sign, again, everyone signing out. See you guys yeah, later.